0: Taylor Swift searches were blocked on X after sexually explicit deep fakes of her proliferated all over social media, on sites such as Reddit and Facebook. Swifties, the singer's loyal fan base, quickly mobilised to take the content down. But not everyone enjoys such fan-powered defence. Olivia Bowie asked Professor Lyria Bennett-Moses from UNSW Law School, If it can happen to Taylor Swift, can it happen to us? Not oh, good, right? Clearly, there's a there's a risk um, that anyone the same sort of deep fake can be made for for anyone and shared online. Part of the real challenge here is that often it's very difficult to chase that down. So even though you might be able to have it taken down from one site once it's available on the internet, it can proliferate.
1: Why are deep fakes so concerning?
0: I think they're concerning for a number of reasons. I mean, the one is just a basic sense that we can rely on images and videos for understanding truth. You know, a lot of disinformation um, that goes on in society generally and and that becomes really problematic. You know, you see an image of something, you assume that happened and now increasing well well, you can't actually assume that anymore for video, images, voice, anything else. It's really got a lot of other, um, you know, potential harms. You mentioned the sort of, you know, intimate image problem, which is obviously a really big one. Another one is just in terms of scams and frauds. People can call up someone using the voice of that person's spouse or child to ask for credit card information, for example, and you assume you're talking to someone you know because of their voice. So there's a lot of different contexts in which it can cause a lot of harm.
1: How does Australian law address the issue of deepfakes?
0: It partly depends on the context. So there is a lot of law that might be relevant depending on the circumstances. It might be defamatory if you could bring proceedings and defamation. You might be able to rely on the intimate image laws. Uh, you know, if the fraud has occurred, you know, that's also a crime and, and, and potentially a civil action. So there's all sorts of potential answers to that question, but it's going to depend on the circumstances. So there isn't a sort of one law to rule them all. If somebody, out of intellectual curiosity, creates a deepfake video on their own computer using a photo that they themselves have taken and never releases it publicly, they're not doing anything wrong. But if, if I put it out there and I'm suggesting that someone did something in a way that's defamatory of that person, well, then I might be liable for that. If I'm a business and I'm using deepfakes to pretend my product has features that it doesn't really have, consumer law will come in Um, and so forth. There's different answers depending on the context rather than one thing. Um, One thing the government is working on though and is looking at is what laws it might need for safe and responsible artificial intelligence. There's been a report on that and government has replied to that report and is looking into what additional laws might be required and I'm sure that deep fakes is very much one of the things that might mean that there might be new laws in that area.
1: Why would particular sectors or industries be more vulnerable to the negative consequences of deep fakes?
0: You know, the media is one organisation, um, you know, relies on both employees and contractors for photos and video footage. When that goes wrong, you know, because it publishes a lot of content, that's a sector that, that really needs to have really clear policies, be able to detect such things and have, be able to sort of manage deep fakes as a really important part of their business this really becomes a problem, especially with voice deep fake with things like um, frauds and scams and so forth. I'm imagining that's something that, you know, a lot of a lot of organizations are gonna to have to think about, particularly if employees get scanned by someone who sounds like their boss. It's another vector to think about in the sort of cybersecurity threat environment for, for most organizations.
1: Where do you think we're going with all of this? Where do you think this is going to end?
0: I think that it depends on the decisions we make one of the questions that that comes up in when I said government's looking at new laws about safe and responsible artificial intelligence is whether we need to think about some kind of transparency mechanisms and requirements. So do you have to say when you publish a photo or video, if you have manipulated that in some way, should you have to be public about that and open about that? Images are manipulated all the time. I think we all know that way before deep fakes Models look better in magazines than they do in real life because people are manipulating those photos. But I do think because the level of manipulation is much stronger, that there's a much stronger desire to for people to, to be able to tell the difference. That still won't solve the whole problem. It will solve some of the problem because at least organisations will have to take those kinds of laws seriously. But the real challenge with the internet is whatever we might do in Australia, you know, how do you deal with the fact that? The person who is doing the deep fake of a relative's voice might not be in Australia, might not be someone you could track down. You know, and the fraud's being committed from another country. It's, it's very hard for legal systems to manage those kinds of cross-jurisdictional issues. It's very hard in a context such as the internet. Sometimes people can be tracked down. Sometimes it's a major organisation that's done. It and everyone knows who it is. But sometimes it's not. And so that becomes a real challenge.